All right, let's crack it. Oh, yeah, Ben's not here because of his uh, child. Um, and last time I said Ben had a sick child, I laughed and then I got in trouble for laughing about Ben having a sick child. So we will not be laughing about it today. Yeah, oh it wouldn't God. occur to Jordan or I to do that, Hang. Tell well, yourself. Well, I just laughed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen and everybody else, welcome to another glorious episode of the Free to a Good Home podcast. My name is Michael Hing, and joining me this week, it's not Ben Jenkins. He has pissed himself to death. <laughs> He's weed too much. He, he weed too close to the sun. Uh, instead, we have a uh, podcast regular, I would say, from across the Tasman. Joining me from his, uh, I'm going to say... A nuclear bunker of sorts, uh, Mr. Tim Bat. Hello, Tim. How are you? Hello, friends. It's great to be here. Um, I'm well. What, the, what is you. going on here? What is going on in this room you're in? I. It's a disaster zone. My wife and I bought a house. <gasps> Congratulations! And uh, thank you very much. And um, it, it came with a big garage, which is my sort of office studio space. And uh, two weeks ago, uh, and apologies if this dates the podcast, but I'm pretty sure you uh-huh. get these out pretty quick. Um, yeah. Auckland had historic flooding, and I had to throw out a lot of carpet because it stunk. Oh, right, oh, right. Okay, so what we're seeing in the background there is the the remnants of a natural disaster. I'm sorry for being insensitive. Now nah, I kind of lo- no, no, no. It always looked like this. It's just I was going to say, I'm looking at it now. Like not a lot of not a lot of carpet bullshit going on the back there. A lot of yeah. junk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just like a lot of it's a, it's a bad backdrop a lot of cardboard um, boxes i kind of i've got a howard hughes vibe going on i think yeah i love it it feels like the flooding um, helped oh sorry yeah, <laughs> oh no no i should introduce you as well um it's not just tim though you know we so tim's here but also we're joined by a uh, second timer on the podcast you would remember her from her um i would say filthy turn at the uh the melbourne live show we did <laughs> last year um recently he's been um uh, dry retching a lot on Triple J. Um, it's uh, Jordan Barr. Hello, Jordan. Hey, I don't remember being that filthy. Was I disgusting? <laughs> I think you would... There was some riff you did about pussy and prawns or something. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, there was something... I don't remember disgusting. it, but I feel like it, that sounds legit. <laughs> there was. I can't remember what it was. It was something about... Yeah, anyway, I don't know. Let's go back and listen to it. It's um, Anyway, how are you, Jordan? You well? Yeah, I'm great. It's a beautiful day to be alive. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, so Tim, you were saying before we hit record that you're having just survived some horrific flooding. Yeah. Um, I was bailing out a... water with a bucket and gumboots. Jesus Christ. It's not stuff I'm used to. I'm a city slicker. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but then you were saying just before we hit record that you are, there's about to be a fucking we're hurricane in. or a cyclone or some shit coming your we're way? We're in it right now. I'm coming to you from the cyclone. Cyclone Gabriel. Uh, it has made landfall like like a couple of hours ago to New Zealand. So oh, if the Jeez. roof lifts off or something, you know, that's that's why. So sorry if the uh, audio quality is not pristine, everyone. <laughs> I'm living through the fucking end times. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the best Ooh. part about the end of the world is like I feel like the last few years kind of proved that like it doesn't matter what's happening. We'll probably just yeah. keep doing our little podcasts. <laughs> we just keep doing yeah. our silly little bullshit. <laughs> yes. God is trying to wipe us off the face of the planet. We're like, oh, I'm going to go and record my silly little podcast. I love it. Oh, man. I love it. It's so I, human. No, that's, yeah. That is 100% how I felt when COVID hit because we had to do a comedy show in the de- in the proper depths, the first proper lockdowns we did when, you know, 
it was you know nationwide lockdowns, no one allowed to leave the house kind of thing. The world was ending. And my mum listened to the show <laughs> uh, once and never again. And she described us trying to do a comedy show. She was like, you sound like, you sounded like the band on the Titanic, <laughs> which... <laughs> <laughs> so fucking brutal. It's like you know it's all going down. Like, hey guys, what's here? You guys still like music? I don't. Know. It's comedy. So wow. funny. That's what a great analogy for a podcast in the end times. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. <love it. laughs> um, uh, well, this is a podcast where we go through the week's classifieds to find the best and worst things to talk about. Uh, Tim, in all your in your recent floods and whatnot, and looking at all the junk in your garage, have you been? Um, perusing, have you been browsing the, the online classifieds? Have you been doing any online trade at all recently? Yeah, a little bit, man. I went online to find a, a microphone stand and then I got waylaid by an advertisement <laughs> on trademe.co.nz, which is our gum tree. Sure. For uh, something called a, a 1995 Avico Daily, which is a van, $20,000 Uno. Um, it's done a lot of Ks. It's done 400,000 Ks. <laughs> Okay, so it feels like it's done a lot of... Is there 400,000 Ks to drive in New Zealand? It feels like... Oh, they, absolutely not. They've, they've been doing laps in this thing. <laughs> but the thing is, so you've got the title and it just says 1995 Avico Daily. It's got the price. But then you click in, it's a Mr. Whippy van. <laughs> <laughs> so you've really buried the lead on it. And the, the question and answer section is pretty fantastic. People asking if it comes with, with all the machines, and yes, it does. And then uh, this guy says, um, what's the top speed on IPH, which is ice creams per hour on the setup? <laughs> and then the guy has answered, I think, quite earnestly, uh, maybe 100 ice creams per hour. I have used it for about 15 years. Someone else has asked how many miles per gallon of ice cream did, uh, does the engine do? <laughs> And uh, it, it, it sort of devolved into this discussion about how you use the same diesel engine to run the machines as you do the engine. But people have misunderstood and thought he was putting diesel in the ice creams. And it's just a barrel of laughs on there Chaos. for this 1995 Avico Daily. <laughs> I, um, I met a guy the other night. He was an American comedian who was out here doing like some spots. And I was like, I've heard your name before. Like I, I hadn't, I don't think I'd seen him do comedy, but I was like, I know your name for some reason. And he was like, oh, there was, NPR did a story about me. And I was like, oh, and he's an American comedian who lived in, he's a white guy who lived in China for like a decade or something. And um, I, I'm sure I'm going to get some of the details wrong, but basically he ran the Mr. Whippy of China <laughs> for like a decade <laughs> until the Chinese government got wind of it and shut him down. Like <laughs> the CCP, obviously, you know, Known villains on this podcast, frankly. Uh, they don't like ice also, cream. Well, they, yeah, they took down this American ice cream um, purveyor. Wow. I think it was some sort of like, they were trying to nationalise it or something, and they basically ran him out of town. Uh, his <laughs> name's Turner Sparks. He seemed like a very lovely guy. I um, I know nothing else about him, but um, it's a really weird thing. I don't know. Uh, what have you been up to recently, Jordan? Have you you've been have you been doing gigs in Perth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Perth, and Hing, I got to tell you, and I, God, I hope she's listening. I was doing a show. I had a real woo girl at the front of my show, which was um, always a fun time, you know, brings up the vibe sometimes. And um, she was the only one kind of wooing. <laughs> like there's always so initial Everyone woos. else in the audience, <laughs> everyone else in the audience fairly, fairly yeah. tepid to, towards Jordan Hey, look, Bar. they were laughing, but then like there was just like a lot of woos. Like couldn't laugh, would woo. Uh-huh. Woo, yeah, anyway. Okay, okay. So she was wooing. And then I was walking off the stage and she like 
grab and admittedly and i think she'd be okay with me. she was she was pretty maggot and um she grabbed <laughs> me and like i i was on the corner of the stage she was front row like i had couldn't even like because i like to hide after my shows um especially because like in this in this particular venue it was one of those gorgeous uh venues where you're there while the audience comes in and you're just kind of sitting in a corner of the bar and they're like look Very at cool. you like that's is that what we're seeing and then afterwards you just hide in a toilet cubicle until they've all left um sure. but she grabbed me on the way so i couldn't do that and she was like i listened to you on triple j and i was like oh thank you like thanks for listening she's like no i love i love that show and she was like i have to ask you something and i was like what is it and she was so deathly serious and she was like i'm really nervous to ask it i was like don't worry like just ask your question you're fine she was like what is it like to hang out with hingers I gotta know what's he like. I love him, and I was like, "Well, let me oh, let me tell you, don't sweet. meet your heroes." <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 you, Jordan, you fucking just do me, all right? You're part of this now. I'm You're in, in this it. now. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> this brand is all. Of, this is all of our cut. Like, we're all riding this fucking I'm not brand. In it. Okay, hangs the lousy hang. Yeah, unless he's recording the hang, he's a lousy um, hang. It was great, but the best part was that I came, I went and had dinner and then I came back to watch somebody else's show in the same venue and she was still there. And this was like two hours later and she was more drunk. And a show was <laughs> yeah. on, it was the tail end of the show and I kind of snuck in quietly up the back and she saw me and like over the top of the comic, she goes, Jordan, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Hello. and she was like, I want to ask you something. And I was like, let's go outside. We went outside and again, she was like, I'm really nervous to ask this. And her boyfriend was there. Her boyfriend's like, Uber's four minutes away. And I was like, thank God. And she said, I've got to ask you. I've got to ask you. And I was like, what? What is it? And then she goes, what was it like to hang out with hingers? Again. <laughs> She'd forgotten. She'd forgotten. Do you, th- do you think, because I obviously, it's an extremely weird thing to happen, but do you think um, it was from a like a, she would like to do that kind of thing. Yeah. And or was it more like, it was more like he seems like such a fucking freak. I want to know what his fucking deal is. Well, I'd hope it was the latter. Cause that's fun. It would be cool if there was some scientist trying to gather like anecdotal data on what it's like to hang out with a little freak like you, Hing. Um, <laughs> but I think she just wanted to like, know. and I didn't really know how to answer the question. I was like, Oh, we, we went and had like fishbowl. Um, <laughs> I was like, we used to get like pasta. I don't know, man. Like it was nice. Just listed the foods <laughs> yes. we ate together. <laughs> but I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. But I feel like I didn't satisfy her in a way. I think she wanted more. She wanted some freaking Yeah, she something. wanted something else. She wanted me to be like, yeah, he's like everything you'd hoped. But is there anything, was there anything scandalous that happened while we were doing radio together, Jordan? I can't remember. Um, I don't really know. I think, um, oh, just like a lot of. Uh, gossip and then you'd be like okay there's a song and then if there was like 10 seconds left in the song it'd be like well I can't wrap this up in 10 seconds so let's um come back <laughs> and we have chat and the whole time during the chat I'm like oh god I can't wait to find out about that fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> yeah damn um, would you have any interest in buying the, the, the Mr. Whippy van that Tim has um, t- Tim's found on the internet you know then? who has a Mr. Whippy van not me I, I wish. Okay. Like, so yes. Um, Rupert Grint. 
Ron Weasley from Harry Potter. Oh, that's yeah. right. He what? And he and he what? He he operates it or he just runs like Ron's. But he just runs. Ice he, cream or he bought it and then he would just like go around and give people free ice cream. Like he wasn't like trying to make money from it. He was just like, I have a lot of uh, money and my personality was molded by the media, so I don't know who I am. So let me <laughs> let me create. Let me find it out by delivering Such ice a great cream. response to that. It's <laughs> yeah. a cooler thing to do. It's so good. Because Daniel Radcliffe, like, his career kind of really took off and Emma Watson was huge. And he was just like, <laughs> I don't know, I'll buy an ice cream truck. <laughs> Roll around the British countryside yeah. giving ice cream out. But he, I like, owns so a bunch cool. of alpacas. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he seems cool. <laughs> that rocks. That has got to be the best case scenario yes. for a child actor. <laughs> I think there's probably a difference between U.S. child actors and U.K. child actors. I don't know fully what it is, but I feel like U.S. child actors, it's a lot sad. I think UK, the U.K. seems to deal better with child actors, but I, I guess I haven't done a lot. I haven't done a full study on it. Yes, um, the U.K. famously pedophile-free. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and in the media, too. No yeah, one prolific our, there. No, you're right. <laughs> our, our podcast actually has a strong uh, anti-England biased bias and... Um, not anti-pedophile. <laughs> well, no, I thought we, you were going with it too. Man. No, we um, well, we always. I mean, the, the, it's the regular. It's the regular anti-pedophile bias. Oh but, sure. Um, we've we've frequently described uh, England as pedophile island as well. <laughs> oh, um, well, so you really stumbled into some real hometown, some real uh, home ground territory for us, Tim. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not bringing up, you know, pedophiles on a podcast that's never broached the topic before because yeah. that feels uncouth as a guest. <laughs> Unseemly. <laughs> Damn. You know, we interviewed on radio. We interviewed the um, Neville Longbottom. Oh, he's he's a hottie. Because well, hot. that's his whole thing right now. He like he like, had a glow up. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, and so I asked him like what it's like what it's like to <laughs> what's it like to be hot. Well, basically, I was I was like, is there hope for all of us? You know what I mean? If you got hot, you know, like. You know, how through sh- puberty though, Hang. I don't think it's like that mass transformation happens between your thirty fourth and thirty fifth birthday. Yeah, no, he was many he, people. Yeah, no, I think he was he, he kind of um set me right on the timeline of things as well, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> but you couldn't have guessed, like he was a real ugly kid. Like when he oh, did that, like real like unfortunate sure. looking. Um you felt very maternal, like when I you saw was, him. Was he just normal? Potentially, about <laughs> the bar's high. I like I like good looking kids, but like you could, I could imagine like the casting agents and like the directors and stuff freaking out the second he started to like look good. He had to get like fake teeth. They made his like hairline weird. Oh, because the character's meant to be weird looking. Yeah, yeah. They had to yeah, like start to like right. ug him up. Were bit. you a weird looking kid, Jordan? Yeah, yeah. Always looked at like a mum a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was like, like the way you dressed or what, like your hair, what was the mum? I I think just like attitude. I, I remember I was watching my brothers at like a sports game and I was like 15 and this woman came over and like, they were like 13 and 10 and she was like, which one's yours? (laughs) And I, I, my response was, I'm a kid. (laughs) 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 It wasn't like, (laughs) just didn't know how to. I also, yeah, I don't know. It's so weird. It's, um, I think I've always kind of uh, carried myself like a woman who was on the other side of the Berlin Wall. Like, I don't think I've <laughs> ever had a youthful like, vibe. Yeah, you have, 
um, like a metaphorical dry martini in your hand at all times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're sort of, you seem like a woman who's, yeah. You once said I was a gay man, Michael Higgs. <laughs> I said, I said, I think, I, I think actually what I said was, you're the gayest lesbian I know. <laughs> what I said. <laughs> Slur, <laughs> <laughs> and I meant, and I meant it in the derogatory way. Yeah. No, I um, no, just because you're into like stereotypically, like all all the all the all your interests are of okay. a like are of like a you know a nineties American sitcom gay man character, yeah, right? Like it, the musical theater and whatnot, and the the way you gossip about people's singing abilities. Um, honestly, sounds like Jordan's just into musical theater. <laughs> And he's like, oh, this bitch is fucking gay. <laughs> this chick's gay as hell. <laughs> so funny. Um, what did you look like as a kid, Tim? I feel like you would have been like a real angelic looking child. That's so sweet of you to say. I had a bowl cut at all times that you could set your watch to. It was like one of the most scientifically symmetrical things. On Earth in the nineties was my bowl cut. Yeah. Um, was it with it with a with an actual bowl? Did someone cut it with a bowl? I mean, we went like it wasn't a um, home cut situation. It wasn't right. like my mum was doing it, which I know is the case for a lot of people. And, so you uh, went my to heart the, goes out to you. You went to the barber or the hairdresser and said, "Hey, give yeah. me that bowl." I was at Cheap Cuts, spelt with a Z. Uh, I assume <laughs> at the mall. Little eight dollar jobby. Incredible. And uh, yeah. Very shiny, very symmetrical. <laughs> but now your hair, your hair's got a bit of a wave to it. I don't think a bowl cut would work with you now. No, I don't think it would. I think you've got a bit of a curl in there now. You Thankfully. know. Thankfully, it's ace, it's a little bit asymmetrical now. <laughs> but I can see it. Like I like I can't like obviously now the hair is you know it's doing whatever it wants to do. But I can Im- is on point. Is that the word? <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, for, yeah. Jordan? It's on point. It's fantastic. Sorry, I forgot to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I was just looking for. I was just fishing for a compliment. Sorry, Tim, you're slaying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but like, I can see how, like, if I was a parent of yours, I'd be like, put that kid, put a bowl on that kid's head. Yeah, it like it wasn't going against the grain in any way. It was like, okay, I get it. Let's chuck a bowl on there. Yes, for sure. It worked. It all worked. I was like, I think I was a kid-looking kid, you know. <laughs> I was a six. I was a South Island six. <laughs> Perfect. All right, let's take a look at some of the uh, texts from the internet then, which is um, what this podcast has broadened out to be about now. <laughs> um, this was sent in by uh, Natalie Holt. Thank you, Natalie. Um, and this, guys, is... Um, do, you, do you have a driveway, Tim, in your new house that you've purchased? I've got a driveway, bro. I've Damn. made it. Must okay, be nice. Jordan... Are you living in a driveway situation? Yeah, but no. we're not allowed to use the garage. That's the landlords. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Well, this is a person um, who is having troubles with their uh, their driveway. So they've posted in a group and they have posted some screenshots of some, like, you know those road spikes that cops use to, st- to stop car chases? For sure. They what? They've posted some screenshots. You know, like they hold, hold on. Jordan doesn't know what these things are. Sorry. I thought that was the easy bit of what this is going to be. <laughs> no, that's so crazy. They have like spikes that if you drive over them, they burst your tires. Just on so you streets? Can't, can't. 
Well, no, they throw them out, I guess. I don't, I don't know exactly how it works. Cops are... Oh, oh, yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so th- th- this person has posted some screenshots of road spikes, basically, from, from Amazon. And they said, I hate to be this person, but I'm pretty tired of people using my circular drive as a pull-through turnaround. So much so that I posted a sign at the end of my driveway and apparently there isn't enough. That said, I've just put two of these in my Amazon cart. They'll be here Monday. Things will work out the way they work out. May the odds be ever in your favor, <laughs> is what Vicky has written. What and, a fatalistic um, sign-off. Yeah. yeah. So has is so annoyed at people using their driveway that they're going to put road spikes in there, which I think is actually, they've missed a trick on this because I think that if if the issue is you want, you don't want people to be using your driveway, right? You're annoyed at people blocking your driveway. And then you put road spikes in there. If people drive over those road spikes, they're not going to be able to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're going to exactly. be stuck in your fucking driveway. Exactly. It's a little counterintuitive. <laughs> also, and then what comes next? I would clamp them at that point. Like if you're going down this path, I burst their tires and then I chuck a clamp on there. I think inspired by a movie that I saw, which people should check out if they can, called Mr. Organ, <laughs> which is an insane documentary which starts about a guy who just randomly clamps cars and then gets really nuts. Wow, so that's I've, what I would do. I've, you've wet my appetite on that one. Yeah, that sounds mm. insane. It's fucking crazy. The di- so it's like, I don't know if you guys have heard of David Farrier, but he's... Yeah. Uh, oh, the yeah, tickle guy. For the tickle guy. He made a, a, a movie that came out late last year called Mr. Organ, and he follows this guy who just started clamping cars and charging people like insane amounts of money and really dug into who this guy is. And it is insane. He's a New Zealand filmmaker. I hope this isn't um, parochial for me to ask, but do you, do you know? Him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're mates. Oh, he's my brother. Because <laughs> I feel like, you know, because it's crazy to me that like New Zealand comics I meet just randomly have like, or maybe, maybe a bit older than you, have just like, remember gigging with Taika Waititi and stuff? I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, Yeah, I only, ju- I was like in Wellington going to gigs. It was just before I started doing stand-up when I was like 18. Um, he was part of this duo called Humor Beasts and they were they were knocking around around that time. I just like didn't yeah. see one of their shows. Um, Jordan, can we go back to the fact that you're not allowed to use your drive? You're not allowed to use your garage? Oh uh, yeah, it's just so- not allowed. There's, It's there... And sometimes they ask us to leave the driveway clear so that they can have access to it. And we're like, yeah, sure. But I don't know what's in there. Um, they've always done it. Like I've been home all day and then they'll be like, thanks, we used it. And I'm like, when did you come? Like, I don't know what's in there. I feel like there's like, I hope it's just not like a woman or something. <laughs> oh, like it's it's a it's a Dexter situation. Yeah. And they've, they've put plastic down, they're murdering people in there or something. Just the way that they go about it. And like, I don't know. And they're always weird when we have our car in the drive. They do live next door as well, though. It's hard. Oh, so you can't really break in and have a look around. Yeah, yeah. But it is, I can't imagine getting upset. that This person is so upset about people using, like as where we live, a lot of people use our driveway as, you know, a three-point turn turn situation. Mm. And Mm. is our God-given right? Surely. (laughs) I love a three-point turn. I'm quite passionate about them. I'm quite good at it. And I love to do one. Love to see one. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love seeing people like really work it out. Or when they think it's going to be three points, it's like two points. Go for it. 
<laughs> Actually, maybe. <laughs> that is so sweet. You want the best for humanity. Yeah, exactly. And I just don't know. I, th- I also think people need to be less self-conscious about like cars. And I got friends who won't parallel park in front of a cafe. And I love to do it. I love for it to take 10 plus adjustments. I love to end a meter from the curb. And I like when people are watching and especially like, I feel like older men are like twitching. Like they want to get up and help, but they know it's like not okay to do that now. And I'll just sit there like on my phone, like doing my eyelashes, being like, anyway, like do the worst what bug ever. What a great kink. Wait, <laughs> is You're that- like an exhibitionist, <laughs> but in this very specific way. Is it, is it not, wait, just, just so I know, is it not okay to offer to like do the hands? And like show people how much space they have. Is that not okay to I do? I think anymore? it's pretty patronizing. Um, I think it's like it's like fine, but I've had like I've had men like trip over themselves, like of a certain generation, like yeah. like ready to like help me park in a safe way, like in the like lined parking lots, and there's plenty of spaces. And it, I think it's like if you're a woman and a man's telling you how to park, sometimes it's bad. But sometimes I probably need help. Because <laughs> in Sydney parking is just a fucking nightmare. Yeah, yeah. And before I, like my car now, well, my mum's car that I borrow has a. Um, <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't use it during the week. All right, guys. Nah, it's, it's cool. Him. What you're doing is so fucking rock and roll. Um, she, yeah. Mother, mother's car is nice enough to have a. Um, it smells like a camera as well. Yeah, it smells like mum. So much worse. <laughs> mother's car has a camera in the back. So when I'm parking, I can I have a pretty good vibe. But the car I had before that was cameraless, um, and so I would often people would often be like, "Hey, try to squeeze into that park. Do you want a hand?" And I would personally, I was like, "Yes, please." Oh yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, you've got to like back in, and sometimes I have, would have to like get out of the car and just check, and I'm like, and, and make sure I'm like how far I am or whatever. And I'm like, because of certain stereotypes involving Chinese people. I am so paranoid about driving and like me letting down the team. Like, Babe, you need to let that go. You can't walk around day to day with that weight on your shoulders. <laughs> it's going to fucking wreck you. I, I don't know. Do you ever feel like that? Because I honestly feel like if I'm ever As a in Chinese a, man, I no, can just, relate. If I, I feel like I'm sure everyone has their own stuff, but like for me, it's like driving or being rude at restaurants. Or not, not, I don't even know if that's a stereotype, but I certainly, I, I don't know. I'm concerned that if I'm ever rude to some, to some white, white staff at a restaurant, they'll be like fucking Chinese people are rude. And do you guys have that at all? Not, maybe not racially, just whatever. Maybe not racially. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you do have things about being white. I don't know. But like stuff where you're like, you, you are trying to avoid letting the whole team down, if that makes sense. You're trying to avoid like the, you know, is this the thing only I feel? Look, I don't know. My, my team are the, pro- my team created the problem. Like my, <laughs> my team are the, the issue for everyone else's, you know, like feeling bad about themselves. But this is, this is absolutely, yeah. Th- what you're describing is absolutely something I've talked to tons of my Brown friends about, like just having to, having to be the exemplary you know, I guess you would probably of, feel it now. Whenever anyone's like, if you if you get in an Uber or something, or no, I don't know. If you're just talking to a random person and they bring up anything to do with like racism or something, do you ever feel pressure to be like, I know, right? I'm one of, I'm not one of, like, 
It's a delicate tightrope because you also, it's, I don't know what the equivalent of being a wife guy is but for like <laughs> racial issues, but I feel like it is also very easy to overcorrect and, sure. and still be a different version of kind of the problem, yes. you know? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I guess a white guy would be the equivalent sure, of a white sure, guy sure. But for race stuff. Um, I feel it. I, I feel it. Do you ever feel like you're letting down other mums, Jordan? You've got to tone down your aggression at the pitch. <laughs> yelling about that. They, they had to put a rope for the mums because they were so aggressive. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> they have that at your um, sports games. It's, I feel like it happens in New Zealand. Like It happens here because, yeah, they had to put up a rope. <laughs> Rope off the mums. <laughs> Rope off the mums and the dads and just like stop them mainly from like abusing like the fucking umpires who were like also 14 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was so funny. It was chat. Um, yeah, I guess it's like uh, oftentimes if I'm the only woman on the lineup, I'm like, well, if I bomb, that's, that's a bomb for all women. <laughs> that, man, as someone who books a lot of gigs, I've heard that from people and that I think is like the number one reason why you shouldn't put one woman on, yeah. on the show. Like it's just, it's just an in case insane, she sucks. It, it's so <laughs> awful because you do get a lot of punishers who come to comedy shows. If they, if, if they see a woman doing badly, it just confirms every bias yeah. that they've been hardening for decades. Every fucking forum they've participated in. Just like chill out. Tons of people fucking suck. <laughs> when, when was the it's last time? Good. When was the last time you felt like you let down all women by being bad at comedy, Jordan? Uh, <laughs> well, also because I think that sometimes I make jokes that, or like I get nervous um, when if it's like a largely like like real like boys club audience. Oh sure, sure, sure. And then sure. it's like uh, an all male lineup, and then I get up there, and like I usually sometimes I have honestly sometimes the worst crowds for me are the queers. Um, and if it's a queer, if, if that night happens to be queer, if the crowd is accidentally gay, then that's great. But if it's a specifically queer event, I'm like, I'm never going to do well. These people are insane. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes surprisingly, like, like I do well with like a lot of like bro dudes. And I, but yeah, some, uh, this one night I was the only woman on the lineup because uh, there were three other girls, but they all dropped out as we are one to do. Because um, we know we know how much they need us for these lineups, so we can drop out whenever the fuck we want. It's a strange, powerful thing we have. I love it. Um, <laughs> so all the other girls dropped out, so I was the only girl on the lineup, um, and it was a, a pretty much all male audience. And I was doing fine, but not well enough. And then there was a bit that usually does well that didn't. And then I just got into this like nervous frame of mind where I was like. Yeah, love pussy. Like I just like <laughs> just I don't like the person I become in that situation where I'm like, you guys like fucking and like I just I didn't know what You're just like, is this what the fellas yes, want to hear? Is this what the fellas Exactly. It was so weird. You um, found the common ground with your audience. I think that's great. Jordan, that is me in every taxi or Uber I've ever been in. I have I have said horrific things to win over Uber drivers. I don't like I have, I have complained about the Chinese. I, you know what I mean? I, yeah. Like, I have, yeah. wow, like they're buying all the property. I'm like, I know they are. They are. I'm, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> like I'm just, I, and it's just, I don't know what it is. It's something. Obviously, it's 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 weak weakness and cowardice. But I've absolutely sold. I would I would have threatened to deport my own parents in an Uber. Like I'm, you know, I. 
I don't give a fuck anymore. Absolutely. I just want that five star rating. That's all I want. That's it. It's like at least it's a it's pretty consequence free zone, you know. Yeah. Once you get true. dropped off, hopefully that's the end of any repercussions yeah, to do yeah, with that yeah. conversation. Well, it's always so except for enabling that person, that driver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ah, the Chinese are fine. They're fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, um, uh, Jordan, do you have do you have one for us? Yes, I do. Um, so this is a, an "Am I the asshole?" post, right. which is always my favorite, um, and also like I feel like how I open up most conversations. Um, <laughs> and the title is "Am I the asshole for asking my wife to respect my title, a pilot?" <laughs> Okay. So, <laughs> is pilot a title? Pilot. I don't know. Could you be called captain? Captain. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think this person's a pilot just right out the gate. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it is weird. Anyway, I need the opinions of AV geeks and pilots on a matter involving my wife. <laughs> okay. The wrong people <laughs> to turn sentence. to, surely. <laughs> And then all caps, I'm completely serious and I need help, forward slash serious. My wife and I, together for five years, married for two, um, no kids, have an amazing, happy relationship. Doubt it. Um, I can't recall a <laughs> single time we've ever argued to the point of a breakup or divorce. Um, this issue, however, is causing me to reconsider the health of our relationship. I worked as a manager for a restaurant chain. I'm extremely uh, an extremely passionate aviation enthusiast in my free time. I've spent thousands of dollars on flight test books, sim gear, um, and even built my own A330 setup. Uh, I have, sorry, I'm not a pilot myself. I have never actually flown a plane or started flight training, but I have considered it for a long time. And even though my skills are not a career, I still consider myself adept or possibly more knowledgeable than the average pilot. And then um, <laughs> carries on. That being said, here's where the problem arises. My wife and I were invited to one of her male co-workers' houses for a barbecue. And my wife is a senior software tech for a COVID startup. I, oh, she started COVID. Um, she's, <laughs> she's worked there since 2020. No way. Um, a lucky catch after she was laid off from her previous job due to the virus. It was my first time meeting... Uh, many of her now close co-workers due to COVID and working from home. I had assumed she talked about me, but as, as we were cycling through the introductions, I became less sure. We made our <laughs> way down the line to the host of the party, a new male hire that she has grown platonically close with. We exchanged casual conversation and Greg, host, asked me what I do for a living and my wife chimes in with, he manages a insert fast food chain. It certainly comes with some benefits. I'm assuming she's referred to the free food in a voice that implied that nothing was wrong with what she said. 
I very quickly corrected her and told her, told him that I'm a pilot. Um, my wife already knows how insecure I am about my job and how I'd much rather be introduced by my hobby. And I've earned the title of pilot through 500 plus hours on what? and sim and thousands of dollars put into my craft. I think it is incredibly disrespectful for her not to acknowledge my skills and training just because I don't have the title pilot and on an overpriced piece of paper that doesn't mean I'm not a pilot. I laughed it off with Greg. I told him under my breath that my wife was often forgetful. <laughs> yeah, this bitch is fucking... I hate it. <laughs> um, he seemed to brush it off casually. At this point, I'm fuming. But I don't go much farther than exchanging some nasty glances at my wife for the rest of the night. Um, as we pack into the car... Uh, and leave an argument starts she feels as if i don't deserve my pilot my title as a pilot because i'm not a professional i told her that she's completely insensitive to the work that i've done and she will never understand what it is like to study so much she she's correctly on the couch she's currently on the couch as i type this am i really the asshole for asking to be respected fellas (laughs) i am aghast that is fucking insane. Do you know what I want to think about, though? Like, drill into. Mm. Imagine being the guy at the party. Yes! <laughs> right? Who's just been introduced to... The, so, I I take it this this was maybe the guy who she gets on kind of well with. It's sure, like, this sure. is my husband. Work friend, work friend and yeah. Side note, it might be like, oh, gutted. This is your husband, who she hasn't told people about. Yeah. Okay. Flag. Flag, flag <laughs> on the play. And then she's like, oh, yeah, he manages a, a fast food restaurant. And then he's like, no, I'm a pilot. Like, <laughs> that would be such a crazy <laughs> sequence of things, sequence of information to receive together from a married couple. But then it's not also, like someone who got a bit confused. This is my cousin. Oh, I forgot what they were doing these days. That's your spouse. Yes. But then also the, the cover-up is, oh, yeah, she's a bit forgetful. Like, she – in in – you want me to believe that she forgot you were a pilot? You could even hear in the story and his version of telling it that the guy's like, oh, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah, like fucking yeah, yeah. Bounced. And just also like the um, assumption that he was like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, it was settled with a few nasty glances at the party. I was like, everybody saw that. Like you, everybody at that party was like, have you, you got to meet Fiona's husband? <laughs> He's fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way he's getting away with it the way that he thinks he is. And just like, she was probably like trying to help him out because like the follow-up questions from I'm a pilot would just lead mm. lead everyone back to the fact that he's not a pilot. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. The very next question is who do you fly for? Yes. Always. Yes. What airline? Of course. Yeah. And that's yeah. a dead end. There's no mm. way. You're cooked. There's no way. I don't like when, when, where I, I've never introduced myself as a stand, as a comedian. Or like if people are like, what do you do? I don't say comedian. Because then they'll be like, doing what? And I'll be like, well, not much really. 
I've done a lot of, I guess, I, I, I've done a lot of Sims <laughs> um, simulation comedy on the computer. I have. Yeah, it's not even, Jordan, it's not even the same. It would be like if you, if it would, I mean, this isn't even the same, but it's like if you did an online course on how to do stand up and then started introducing yourself as a, a, a stand up comedian. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're doing the thing. He's delusional. <laughs> He's not doing the thing. This would be going on a flight sim and reading books is not flying a plane. This is true. They're different things. Although I am, I do play a lot of The Sims to procrastinate. And for a while, I was getting one of my Sims. Can you can choose a career to be a stand-up? And I was just getting her to go for runs eat really healthy and write all day. And she was writing jokes after jokes and she was getting better and better at comedy. And I, that whole time was like, I'm so glad I took all this time of work to focus on writing. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be like off the back of that, you spending all that time playing the Sims. It would be you going to a party and introducing yourself as a deity. <laughs> hey, hey, sorry. You just glanced over that. Wait, you took time off from your regular day job. Uh-huh. Where I earn money. To write... <laughs> To write a comedy show. Uh-huh. And then you spent that time playing The yep. Sims where you made a an avatar, a, a digital avatar of a person. Yeah, Lindsay Rockfield. Maybe of yourself. <laughs> R- do exercise name. and eat salads or whatever the fuck. And you made them write jokes in the game yeah. rather than actually writing your own show. Yeah, what are you getting at? What's the point? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> is that bad? <laughs> is that a metaphor? What's that? <laughs> so, what should be the show? It's so fun. How does the Sims work? The do you do, do you ever get to hear any of the jokes? The the, the Sim joke that the Sim wrote? Uh, yeah, have Yeah, Oh, they're all Simlish. That's funny. Yeah. Have you talked about this on stage? No, it's it's humiliating. Yeah, you're yeah, great. Goal. It's it's give the people what is, they want. This is a rich vein. I don't think you understand how. Like unwell, your behaviour is. <laughs> this is this is so unhelpful. This is like I think it's what doctors refer to as a maladaptive behaviour. <laughs> maladaptive. It's my middle name. How how long did you take off work to do to write the show? Um, I ended up ta- so I would I li- I used to work like five days a week and I limited it so I could have two, I set up two full days for, to focus on comedy. So it was consistently right. two full days a week for about six of months. playing the Sims. <laughs> I love that. But I always made a it's to-do so list, so it felt like I was, but I just never did it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's, that's unhinged. Have you told your therapist or anyone about this? Oh, no. My therapist and I, I just bitched to her. <laughs> <laughs> don't focus on yourself interesting yeah. interesting okay what is that? um but yeah i just i feel like i i feel like having had that experience in my life um is it still going who knows <laughs> wait 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 but like no sorry i don't want to move on from this like, i know you're trying to get back to the the the, 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 the pilot thing but like yeah. Did, did your partner know? Did your friends know? Like, this is... I think they just thought I was playing The Sims. I just... I, I, like, honestly, not until this moment have I really, like, considered what I was doing. Like, I just... Like, <laughs> I was just doing it. Because I would always have, like... Because sometimes I would, like... Because I, I, too, have, have a silly little podcast that I do. And I would, like... Mm. I, I'd listen or I'd be um, editing them. But then I would realise sure. that the podcast had finished. Like, I'd stop listening 
like an hour ago and I'm still playing The Sims. And this chick was getting really good at stand-up. And like... And, like, and just like doing stadium tours yeah, or whatever. And I and I also had a I you can get the fame um package where it's all about getting famous. And so I had to get oh, her like, a, like an adult. Yeah. And so once she reached like a certain level of good at stand up, I got her to audition for something and then she got some fame points and then she started sleeping with this really old famous, like old Hollywood lady. And then she what? got really famous and then she started like selling tickets to show it's crazy she was doing so well <laughs> Lindsay rockfield <laughs> i love her i'll look out for a fist yeah <laughs> i can't believe you never i can't that anyway sorry this is i i we're, this is somehow more deranged than the pilot guy well, at, but again <laughs> at least i'm not yeah like you were saying too at least it's not like me i guess it is me because i didn't write anything <laughs> You know, it's I just another, another. If you, if I told you, Tim, that I had bought, I, I don't know if the, if I told you that I'd spent a bunch of money on flight simulation equipment, right, mm. and that I was learning to fly and I was mm. going into flight simulators, what percentage of your brain would think that I was planning a nine eleven? What do you reckon? Oh wait, because <laughs> I you? reckon if, if any comedian told me that they were. Any male, I should say, male comedian. <laughs> Hate to be gendered. But I reckon if any, maybe any male friend of mine actually told me that they were getting into flight sim, the I back of my head. If, if they said that they were like spending serious money on the flight sim equipment, my mm. default assumption would be that they're autistic, which totally tracks with right, right. doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> like that's a, that, it just, it, it, that isn't surprising. That isn't shock. This is not revelatory or novel in any way. Right. It's just okay. like, yeah, that makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah. Of course you would do that. <laughs> I wouldn't, I w- my brain does not go to terrorism. In some ways, terrorism is kind of too cool. Cause that's like, there's this big exciting goal in mind. Yeah. Where I yeah. know that like the people in my sphere, it's just no, they just got really fucking into something. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, um, that's no true. real reason. Tom Walker has recently started getting into 9/11. driving Autism. driving driving sims. And so the last couple of years. And he recently bought a I think last time he was on the podcast he was telling us about how he bought a wheel from a man who was selling it because it was ruining his life. Like he bought a, a steering wheel. And the guy was like, "Yeah, man, it's I'm ru- it's ruining my life. I'm spending too much time on this thing or whatever." So I sold it to Tom, and since then I haven't seen Tom. So I think it's also ruining his life. I think he's just I, driving his truck around. And me and, uh, and my siblings, we we put together um, for my dad's Christmas present, just gone and got him a PlayStation Four and uh, Gran Turismo Seven and the wheel and the pedals and everything. And, and he, he fucking loves it. And you know what? <laughs> Still living a functional life. <laughs> Getting up, doing things, showering daily. Yeah. He's all good. I think it depends on the man. <laughs> I think it does. Or maybe the wheel. Maybe that wheel is cursed. There's something like the witch's metaphysical wheel. about that wheel. Mm. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Tim, do you have a final one for us? Yeah, this comes to us from the legendary subreddit r slash British problems. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. My walls are really thin and I can hear my neighbours having sex, is the title. (laughs) And actually, great that you gave a Kiwi guest on your podcast um, 
you know, that I I have I've brought the word sex to bear. Oh, sure, sure, sure. It's a fun vowel for me to say on the pod with a bunch of Aussies. It tickles me. I love it. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. I, I live in a terraced house. I think that's what they're called. The ones directly attached to my neighbors on a council estate. The walls are so thin. And I can hear my neighbor's bed creaking and moans and noises coming from next door. I don't think they know how thin the walls are and are just having sex really loudly. Now That's the whole post. I feel like that's just life. You're going to hear people... If you live a life in a city, you're going to hear people fucking. That's just... Mm -hmm. That's just... that, that. Like, I remember when I was at uni... I don't know if I've told this story on the pod before. Um, I probably haven't, actually. We lived in a house that was next door to another student house, right? And and uh, from our um, oh fuck, this is so long ago, I can't remember the details. But from our upstairs, you could sometimes hear the a, a person in next door's house having sex, right? And she was very, she was having a great time, having a great time. And something that like you don't. You see in movies, but it's rare to see in actual life. I guess not see, but like you hear about is someone screaming out someone's name in passion. Like it's, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's only a movie thing. Don't, you don't want What? <laughs> Definitely. I is, this, is, is this a real self-own? I don't know. I've just never, maybe it's because Hing's not a name you can moan sexily. You know what I mean? But like, you just, you might, maybe you might, people, people might just like, I don't know, whatever. I don't know what people do. But she, but she, she was a, she was big on the, scream out the partner's name, right? And so I can't remember what the names were, but it was like, just say it was like David or something. She would be kind of having a good time talking his name. Hot. It's one of the names. David. One day, the name changed and it was Craig. And she was screaming out Craig, okay? A week later, back to David, right? So there's some, so but we didn't know Craig them very David. well. So we weren't. <laughs> That's probably why I was thinking of David actually because of Craig. But um and obviously, you know, I don't know what her situation was, you know. But it's like you it's know. so high stakes. Exactly. It's so high stakes because you are you know, saying that almost involuntarily in a moment of uh unguarded passion. And uh to I think that would be the main reason why people don't say names more is because of the high probability. What if you get of, it wrong? What if you Yeah, what if you fuck it up? The stakes are high. Yeah. Jordan, you seem to imply that um, that it's regular for people to, to like um, go with names. I don't know. I'm going to know names. I'm going to know kissing, no names basis in all of my sexual encounters. Oh, yeah. Jordan, do you want to talk about what you yell out with frozen passion on this podcast? <laughs> oh, um, just crumpets, something fun, quirky, <laughs> keep it alive. Um, I, yeah, I, I remember. Have you ever. Have, you ever hear your housemates have, have get, get enough? No, thank God. Celibate. Um, oh, <laughs> one time I did, and I, mm, I don't think they'll listen to this podcast. I did made it, also made it very clear. I didn't like this guy. Like I don't know, he just like weirded me out. And then one night sure, I went out to sure. go get a glass of water at like one a.m. and I heard them like absolutely pounding. And I'd never heard them have sex before. And I was like, thank God, if they do, I'll, I will kill myself. And I heard, heard them, and I just like ran 
back to the bedroom and just like just I was just like Scurried. it felt like hearing like a family member have sex like I, I've heard people have sex before and I was like oh good for them you know what I mean like it's not I don't get mm. too offended mm. by it because I'm like like you were saying Hing, like it's like it's a part of life it's fun just it's not a crim yeah. but that one really just like chilled me to the core and just like hearing like the springs of the bed I was like god fucking hell I think me. there is there is a slight difference with the proximity thing because I think I'm with you, Jordan. Like hearing it happening in your own dwelling <laughs> is 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 tricky. I am like, you know, I have more than once in my life been within earshot of people having sex, but it hasn't happened like within the house. So an open, a couple of open windows or mm, something like that, sure, and you're like, sure. you're like, hell yeah, brother, or good for you, awesome, <laughs> nice one. Sounds like you guys are having a sensational day, <laughs> and then. But if it's if it's like through an interior wall, it's different because it's it's sort of like it's more inescapable and it's just it's not terrible, but it's a little worse. It's quite a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I also and you know them presumably if they're in your house, you know them like pretty yeah. well. Mm. And I know what they had for dinner too. Like I'm like you had fucking <laughs> like like ribs for dinner and like ri- like a big thing of potato which is fine you can fuck after eating anything but it is like i don't know there's something like real stodgy about it that i was like stop <laughs> <laughs> like, who's enjoying that <laughs> can I imagine like the next day at dinner they're ordering pizza and john's looking across the table and like hey guys hey? you know don't eat, eat keep, keep it, it clean keep it light. <laughs> gotta keep it light who's on top um i wrote a when i was at uni in uh, terrible university days, we had a little sketch comedy group and I wrote a sketch that I thought was kind of funny, which was uh, kind of about hearing your housemates have mm. sex. And it was, um, I was playing a, I, was, I don't know, a, a, like I was, I was, how can I say this? I was on stage in a bed, right? And it was the room next door. They started to like dirty talk, whatever. And I was like, well, this is so funny. I'm hearing my housemates about to fuck. And then the, the sketch was that they were role-playing and they were both pretending to be me fucking each other. <laughs> <laughs> and it became increasingly uncomfortable as they were like, <laughs> like uh, Michael Hing, I'm going to suck your dick. Oh, Michael Hing, I'm going to eat your ass. Or whatever, you know, just like filthy, gross talk. But they were both pretending to be me fucking each other. That's true. It's a really funny sketch and an insane thing to write. Yeah, well, yeah, you'd be surprised to know that um, even though the sketch, I think, did quite well in the night, afterwards, some people had some um, accused me of being something of a narcissist writing a sketch where I listened to two people pretending to be having sex. I won't hear it. I won't hear it. I won't entertain no. it. My no, girlfriend no, no, no. at the time described it as incredibly self-indulgent yeah, at, at the time being <laughs> yeah. the key part of that phrase <laughs> i wonder I, I this is a fun like like uh dinner t- table chat it's just like if you met yourself mm-hmm. and it was you but you had separate yep. minds but the same history and same thoughts and you knew each other would you have sex with yourself I don't think I would. I wouldn't either. I couldn't imagine anything worse. I think I'd be... I mean, first of all, do I know that it's yeah. me? You, you're looking at you. <laughs> and you're both like, this is me. And we're us. I, I would... I would know that it wouldn't be good. 
You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like I'd be like, oh, God, he's gonna, he's gonna get all weird about. <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's gonna get all clingy. He's gonna oh God. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna text me afterwards see if he want to hang out. No, I don't want to hang out with you. Hang, shut up. up. I was made to feel weird Tim? for being like, absolutely not. Everyone, well, everyone, a lot of people are like, people of course would, you would. would. It's like a Tim. Where do you time. where do you fall on this? Are you gonna fuck yourself got, or no? I've got no desire to do that. To be honest, yeah, good for you. I don't know what that says about me. But I feel like it's very boring that all three of us don't want to fuck ourselves or like a devastating <laughs> lack of. Self-belief, ego, I don't know. I did a, I have a reference to that in a stand-up bit I did. There's that story, I had to do a story about um trying to buy a sex doll to fake my own death. I think I've told the story on the podcast uh, once as well. And um, I riffed out this bit one night that I thought was kind of funny, which was like, I have to go, I'm trying to fake my own death, so I go to buy a, a sex doll to, to throw off a bridge. And um, when I'm at the shop to buy it, I go to the sex shop to buy it, and I said, I said to the lady, um, hey... Um, I'm after a sex doll that looks a bit like me. And that was the, genuinely the thing I said. And she was actually very, very unhelpful for her because she didn't sell sex dolls. But I, <laughs> in the, I riffed out, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, just the David Jones. No, I, I, um, so I, no, but I, in, in, I, I riffed out a bit on stage where I was like trying to justify, cause I didn't want to tell her I was trying to like fake my own death. Um, so I, went to buy it and I said in the bit I riff out that I was saying like um oh that's my kink I want to fuck myself um and then I I I, the people that always get to laugh and then there's I have a line that I fucking love that no one that always turn the audience always turns so it goes um oh yeah it's my kink I want to fuck myself yeah, that's what I'm into. I'm, I really want to fuck myself. Tragically, I was born without a twin, and so now I travel the earth. <laughs> That's right. You're, you're telling and, me they didn't. <laughs> and they didn't people turn. They hate. Tragically, I was born without a twin, and I'm like, "That's not a real twin. It's not a real. I've just made up a person. It's not a real." That rocks. <laughs> I reckon that rocks. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Hey, if I was in the room, hang, I'd laugh my ass off. To Thank that you, line. Tim. Thank you. That's why you're always welcome on the podcast. It's a banger. <laughs> um, speaking of live shows. Um, if you want to listen to um, Tim Bat do some live stand-up comedy, Tim, you're coming to Australia. Hell yeah, I am. I'm going to be at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Yay! Congrats. <laughs> oh, uh, damn it. I, haven't, your... <laughs> I was kind of buying time because I thought I'd put it on my website, which I would do because <laughs> um, they are on sale. It, uh, uh, so the show, mm. the show's about, is the show about, it's called Is Climate Change Funny Yet? Is it about... Yes. Is it is it to your usual sort of political claptrap that you do? Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> it's like what, what it's, a, it's a show mostly about climate policy, I imagine. It's um, it's not. It's like it's got climate stuff in it, mm-hmm. but it's mainly funny. It's mainly about me doing funny jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, but your uh, your your stand up style. It's not just sitting around riffing. It's like it's like news of the world kind of. Jokes about yeah. that kind of stuff as well, right? I, it, it is a bit, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm an observer of the world. Mm-hmm. I see what's going on. I want to comment on it. I think, you know what people need in their lives? The opinion of a, a cis, straight, white, 35-year-old man. When are you? Yeah. So you're in, you're in from the end of March 
first two weeks of the comedy festival, so it's March 30th through to April the 9th you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, um, a little half run. Because I've got a baby, so I can't be away <laughs> from home for too, too, too Congrats. long. Interestingly, you're doing, uh, the venue you're doing it as the Chinese Museum, Tim. Yeah. So um, I look forward to how you navigate that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I think you're also doing a... You're doing a live pod over there as well? You got it, baby. Um, me, my, me, myself, and Guy Montgomery, the three of us. <laughs> We're all going to fuck. Are doing, <laughs> we're going to fuck each other. It's going to be crazy. Um, we're doing the worst idea of all time, which is our, our um, podcast where we long-sufferingly watch bad movies on repeat. Uh, at the moment, we've just started a new season where we're watching all the Fast and Furious movies. Damn. In reverse order, starting at nine, watching that nine times and reviewing it, and then eight, eight times, seven, seven times, etc., till we get Fuck down me. to the Jeez. first Fast and Furious movie. There's nine? Um, yeah, well, there's about to be ten. Are you gonna, the trailer is, is out are, now. Are you going to watch ten... The 10th one at the cinemas, live show there. What are you going to do with that? Yeah, I think, I think we probably will do that 10 times. So for the live show, we're actually going to watch um, Hobbs and Shaw because it is like semi-canonical. Um, so that will be that will be a very exciting treat uh, for the okay. fine folk of Melbourne. Tickets are on sale now and they actually are uh, selling pretty fast. So uh, if you go to worstideaofalltime.com, if you want to go to that, there'll be a ticket there. And if you want to get um, tickets for me at Melbourne, uh, I'm in a tiny room, so... Fingers crossed it could sell out. Help me do that. Uh, just look for Tim Bat, B-A-T-T, on the uh, Melbourne Comedy website. And Jordan, you're also doing Comedy Festival. Yeah. Um, obviously, if people want to go and watch your show and then ask what it's like to hang out with me, you'll you'll take their money. You'll take their I'll fucking take their money. money. I'll do whatever I can. <laughs> I'll do, I'll, you can come for free. We'll just sit down afterwards and talk about hanging out with hangers. <laughs> Where are you playing, Jordan? Um, I'm doing uh, the Victoria Hotel. I'm in the little acacia room there. And the Beautiful. the capacity, I found out, yes, I'm sure it was sent to me an email months ago, but I looked at it today and it's 69. Oh, yeah, nice. nice. It's so good. That's perfect for me. Um, and so, yeah, come, come be one of the 69ers. And now the last time I think I saw you do stand-up, in a full hour, you were wearing sunglasses. You didn't Did want you to take them the off because you had some sort of hour hang. I think I came to your show in Sydney, and you had a you had a weird eye infection. <laughs> Will you be bringing back the sunglasses for this you show? Will there be? You're going to bring back the eye infection for the Melbourne That's show? So right? I've let that whole eye infection period of my life. I was like, well, thank God no one came to see the show. Like th there were people there. Well, I didn't know you back then. <laughs> I just was watching a random thing. I don't think I know. Maybe I didn't tell you because it was a, it was like a, it was a very good show, but I, um, we didn't know each other. And I was time, blind. So I, you know. I, yeah, I'd, um, I got this, this fucked eye infection that was made my eyes really red and I could, had to like pull them open because they were so crusted over. It was from a eyelash tint, um, but they did like eyelash tint. It was a combo of like eyelash tint and a uh, bikini wax. But she did the bikini wax first, and then I think I don't know something happened. She didn't clean her tools. I got some kind of like infection. In my eye. She also told me that her house burned down on the weekend. It was a Monday morning, and I was like, "How's your weekend?" She's like, "I haven't really slept. My house burned down. My mother-in-law burned it down." And I was like. Do you, and she was like, sorry, I'm really tired. And so I was like, she's really stressed out. And so she was like, is it stinging when she was putting the dye on my eyes? And I was like, no, because I didn't want to. It was. But I was like, you've had a big weekend. I don't want to, like, upset you. Um, and so then I got a really bad eye infection. I went to Sydney and I was, like, 
I would be at the Sydney Eye Hospital and then I would go do this show. I should have just cancelled the whole season. I don't know why I didn't. And I just looked like Ray Charles the whole time. It was so it was so awful. Fucking crazy. So funny. I can't believe that's so embarrassing that you saw that show when I was like, and I had a slideshow and I couldn't see it. So I'd be like right up on the fucking. Can, can I be honest? It, I mean, the sunglasses and the eye infection, it did, infect, it did, it did affect the quality. <laughs> where i was i couldn't see anything because i couldn't wear i'd lost my glasses in a cab too and then i just like and then i couldn't put contacts in because my eye would spit it out and then <laughs> anyway it was a good time Tim, you look horrified it was a good time you look horrified <laughs> so funny fuck me um anyway go see tim go see jordan at the Nolan Comedy Festival, uh, you know, listen to their podcasts and whatnot. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Tim Batt and Jordan Barr, thank you so much for joining us. And um, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, if you like making love at midnight in the dunes on the Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.